This is 89.1 FM, WGLT and WGLT.org. Rick Valentin says dreary central Illinois winter weather is why he began writing and recording new music in January of 2020, but that exercise for his solo vehicle, thoughts detecting machines, evolved into an album that acted as a coping mechanism when the pandemic hit. The Bloomington-based frontman for the punk outfit Poster Children says that was the year that wasn't is a compilation of eight singles, each with an A-side with vocals and an instrument b-side. Valentin says that self-imposed structure was very helpful as he finds especially making vocal albums overwhelming. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll write all the music and then I'll have bits and pieces of lyrics and then I'll have a moment where it's like oh I have to finish the lyrics for eight to ten songs then I'm spending a month and a half really upset <laughs> because it's hard for me. <laughs> There's, there's, you know, a lot of creative pain involved. And all of a sudden when I was doing this, where it was like, oh, I, I just have to finish one song with lyrics and then I have to finish an instrumental. All of a sudden this small two song package became really easy. And it kind of shocked me at the end because I thought, oh yeah, maybe I'll put this on an album. Since we start January 1, that's when cannabis became legal in Illinois, and that's how you kick off the album with a song called Legal High. Well, the hippies don't want to buy on the street. They're going to get their fix from dispensaries. They need a doctor's note to say it's okay to waste away another day. Did you have some fun with this? Yeah, that to me is one of the most fun songs I've ever worked on because it's everything that I love and hate about the 80s kind of encapsulated in one song. And I also think there's a certain aspect of my singing style, which I like to think of as a more Lou Reed singing style, but everyone else seems <laughs> to think I'm I'm more like Fred Schneider from the B-52s, which is fine. I love Fred Schneider. You know, speaking of somebody like Lou Reed, it's just kind of reversing that idea when you think about, you know, the kind of revolutionary stuff Lou Reed was singing about 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah, even a little bit before that. Yeah. And then kind of looking at now where it's like all of the taboos of that time that, you know, they were groundbreaking. It was like, oh, it's all kind of gone. Like what made an underground artist cool talking, maybe talking about drugs or talking about alternative lifestyles and everything like that. That's that's really not so edgy anymore and in some cases it's just mainstream and so i started thinking well you know how do you write a song that's the polar opposite of that it's not a crime it's a legal high here we go the idea of legalization not as freedom but as once it becomes mainstream and allowed is it actually a tool for keeping people under control So that idea that I'm all for legalization, but I also want to make sure that the powers that be aren't using this as a tool to just kind of mollify us and and not question the world. Right. So that idea of Soma from Brave New World, where you're you're medicating yourself to deal with the world rather than changing the world. And in some cases, the power structures might find that advantageous. The new album from Thoughts Detecting Machines, that was the year that wasn't. You have an accompanying instrumental with every one of the vocal songs on here, and Disco 13 is the accompanying instrumental. Is the instrumental connected to the vocal song? 
because they sound different to me. I would not call them connected. I, I definitely think of them in terms of that A side and B side. My previous record, I had done the vocal track and then alternating with an instrumental track, and I like that model. And I'm also a huge fan of Another Green World by Brian Eno. Before he kind of split those two areas off where he had his instrumental side and he had his, I don't want to say pop song, but, you know, song based composition and Another Green World's a great record where he's he's exploring both areas, but he hasn't kind of just divided those two in half and kind of almost had two musical paths and they stopped being on the same records. And, and honestly, it's me singing. There's some advantage to ha- taking a break. So even bands that have multiple people in them, they might alternate vocals and everything like that just to break up an album. And so having an instrumental gives people a little rest from hearing me sing or talk. Let's go to another song on the album. It's the last vocal. It's called Look Out for Number One. (laughs) The four lines in this song, I can't tell you how many people essentially told me this same thing, or I saw it online a lot. In my heart, I know it's a sin to wish ill will on any living thing, but you make it so hard for me to be a saint. I can't wait to see you burning at the stake. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Who wrote that? That person seems a little angry. I struggle with our current environment. I am really a person who believes in letting every voice be heard. My metaphor is is that idea of being on the bus. And it's like, we want everyone on the bus. We want everyone to be able to sit where they want. And that's that collective, you know, just to put a, a direct point on it, you know, that's kind of civil rights ideal, right? Is that everyone has a voice and everyone has a place. And so you, you, I live from that viewpoint, but then the metaphor I think about now is that if there's somebody on the bus who's running up to the front and they're grabbing the steering wheel and saying, we need to go over this cliff and they're, they're, they're grabbing the steering wheel away. You might have to say to yourself, well, you know what? Maybe everyone shouldn't be on the bus. Maybe people who want to drive the bus off the cliff, we should, get them off the bus. And that's that's a really difficult thing to live with, that contradiction where it's like you want everyone to have a voice and to be equal, but then some people are using that freedom to undermine those those ideas. And so it makes me angry and it, it makes it difficult for me to uh, show love and compassion for someone who is acting completely in their own self-interest. Rick Valentin, let's talk about the album name. That was the year that wasn't, but it was one heck of a year. What What are you getting at? Well, there was that old show called That Was The Year That Was, and they would review the year. And so right. I was kind of taking off on that idea where it, it existed and we lived through that year, but it's also a year that you, I think a lot of us would like to forget. And there's a little bit of that, well, not a little bit, there's kind of a funereal theme to the cover art and everything like that. And, and I started thinking about it more and it's that idea that when you go through this trauma and you go through loss you memorialize it and you have these mixed feelings like when you lose someone you think about 
all the pain that you experienced losing them, but you also think about all the great times you had, right? So it kind of illustrates those mixed feelings where it was like this year existed, but we kind of don't want to relive it, obviously, and we don't want to think too much about it or we want to get beyond it, but it's still an important part of our lives and has profound effects on all of us, I think, and it's going to change. We're going to see how it's changed us all as the years move on also. Bloomington's Rick Valentin talking about the new album by his solo project, Thoughts Detecting Machines. That Was the Year That Wasn't is available on all the streaming sites, including his Bandcamp page. You can also hear songs from this album on Highway 309 here on WGLT.